Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am Frank, the third most popular, I don't know, politician. I'm third most popular politician in Florida, in St. Pete, <laughs> District 13, in one race. Anyway, along with me. Hello, planet Earth. is old Captain Charlie himself, greeting everybody from the USS Franker Prize. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we've had a couple weeks off. I'm going to lead with uh, kind of... My bad. The last episode we put up, we had that audio issue uh, that I didn't catch for about a week. But I got that fix up, and there was a secondary issue I found after the fact where there was uh, just computer noise, like, bing, bing, that would pop in every now and then. It wasn't so bad to drive me nuts, but if it drove you nuts, apologies. I think the episode was good anyway, but that's okay. <laughs> um, all right, so since... Since coming back from the mountains, the hills of Tennessee, um, Donald Trump tends to suck all the oxygen out of the room all the time for the news. You know, if he if he can be on a camera or will be mentioned by the news, he will be, and no one will be able to talk about anything else. So we're gonna start with Donald Trump because he's been creating some stories or something like that. Here we'll top. Jump to his truth, truth social, and they're all called truths on truth social. So everything he puts on the internet is a truth, which is great. Donald Trump, um, our nation, all caps people listening at home, our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead. The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it, the heart of our country. American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals. While criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution. Millions are flooding through our open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. And then, page two. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, all caps except for page, the word page. <laughs> now... Illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors, fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest. Take our nation back! Exclamation point. So, that obviously uh, created some waves. That was uh, was that on a Sunday, I think. And so he puts that out there, and everyone's just like, "Donald Trump's getting arrested on Tuesday." And uh, so this is this is all about the Stormy Daniels uh, payment. Um, he in the run up. So back in like two thousand and six. Uh, I think it was a golf tournament or something like that, and Stormy Daniels was there, and she wanted to be on The Apprentice. And uh, he was like, yeah, maybe you come back and show me how much you want to be on The Apprentice, allegedly. And then, you know, allegedly got down with the get down, is what Stormy says. And he did have that other gal from the same year he had to kind of hush up. So I'm believing Stormy on this one. <laughs> um but, so there's that. And so, in the run-up to the presidential election, so, well, I guess before that, Stormy starts shopping the story around. And uh, she's trying to get a little bit of cash from National Enquirer, something like that. And so, National Enquirer, who the owner of is buddies with Trump, 
um, kind of strung her along, and there was kind of this like, oh, I think we'll do something. Eh, we're not going to do anything. And it kind of all got squashed, you know? So no money for Stormy. Well, then Trump runs for president, and then it's like, hey, let's try shopping that story again, you know? And uh, so uh, National Enquirer, I think, uh, the point person again, and kind of hollers at Trump. And so the the accusation, or, you know, all this is alleged, the story as far as I understand it, is, you know, he had his attorney, Michael Cohen, who was his fixer, that's how they describe him, or he described himself, I don't know which, um, and he's like, okay, deal with this, you know, and so I think it cost like $130,000 um, that they paid Stormy, that Cohen paid Stormy, and basically on the books of the Trump organization, like in the bookkeeping, it was put in as a legal retainer um, for a bigger amount of money, so there's a retainer for, I don't know, $200,000, I forget, um, and they're like, well, that's not proper. That's actually not the way you're supposed to account for it. And, uh, and so people go, oh, okay, so what kind of crime are we talking about? It's like, well, that's a misdemeanor. It's like, oh, okay. And so that was from what, 2015 or something. The election was 2016. So it was 2015 that happened. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, what's the statute of limitations on that? It's like, well, two years in New York. It's like, okay. I think we're outside of that. Um, they go, but if he did a misdemeanor, well, first of all, if he didn't, uh, if he was doing it for his campaign in order to win the presidency, that makes it a campaign finance violation, a felony, um, which also might be outside of the statute of limitations. Because uh, if it was, it's like six years of the statute of limitations for that. And so once again, you know, you do the math and carry the one and, and it's like, well, I think we're outside of that. So that, not to mention, this is a state district attorney. Election crimes are federal crimes. So they don't even have grounds to take those charges. And so now I think what they're trying to do is say that committing a misdemeanor for the purposes of doing this federal felony charge, therefore makes it, I guess, a new felony or something? I don't know. It's it's convoluted, and it's weird. Um, but Trump goes, I'm going to be arrested. And then the world goes, Whoop, you know? <laughs> um, let me see. So right after that, um, yeah, feel free to flip over here. New York prepares for possible unrest if Donald Trump is indicted. So, like... <laughs> The DA is kind of going like, ah, you know, we're not really saying much about this. Like, I don't know. There's probably nothing to be had. And then, law enforcement officials in New York on Tuesday continue preparing for possible unrest on the streets of Manhattan as a grand jury investigating Donald Trump, Trump over hush money payment to the adult filmmaker and star Stormy Daniels appeared poised to complete its work by criminally indicting the former president. Barriers were brought to the area around Manhattan Criminal Courthouse in the lower part of the island. Uh, uniformed police were out in force, so were reporters and protesters. A uh, bunch of people holding up signs, no one's above the law. Um, but basically, they're setting up barricades. You know, they're setting up barricades and preparing for, like, a riot. Um, and everyone, many people in the press, like the 
what, what do you say, the protests take our nation back. They're like, this is, like, after January 6th, he's still going to say this kind of stuff? Uh, which is a fair point. Where It's like, he knows what he's doing this, like, first time, maybe not. But <laughs> somebody even said, he didn't even say peacefully. He didn't say, well, what do you say at the, uh. At January 6th, it was like, peacefully and patriotically protest. So he didn't even say peacefully and patriotically. It's like, oh, so now that matters right. for January 6th. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so everyone was kind of tight-lipped, but it sure looked like the city itself is preparing for all hell to break loose, which seems to telegraph that they do intend on arresting the man. Of course, Tuesday has come and gone. It hasn't occurred, but what are your, what are your thoughts on there, Chuck? Um, well, I mean, initially... The, the tweets itself, with being in all caps, look the like... The truths. I'm sorry, the truths. <laughs> the truths look like they could have been scrolled at the beginning of a Star Wars movie. You know? Oh, that would be great. Basically, how, even how it read, it just sounded like that, too. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> that, that would be great. Somebody, I hope the internet does that, Put puts that font on it, and it gives us a nice scroll. With, uh, with the music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then just, you know, fades out. Just tracks down to just trump's hair um but yeah it's uh the thing that got me about it is it seems like they were first so this da and like the state what is that person the attorney general of the state or something like that you know part of the thing that she ran on is like trump is getting arrested like we are taking down trump you know which is not really how crime enforcement's supposed to go you know you're supposed to like find a crime and then find the person that did that crime in order to solve the crime you're not supposed to find find me the man and i'll find you the crime as they used to do in the soviet union um that's kind of like the opposite of justice (laughs) it's like just keep digging into all his stuff until we find something and to find like a relatively i mean uh, you're allowed to sign... A, I can pay you money and ask you not to talk. Like, I'm allowed to do that. And you can say, like, all right, well, here's my number. Put a little contract together. I'll say, well, all right, Charlie, you can't tell people about the horrible things I do here. And you go, that's fine, as long as the money's green. And uh, that's legal. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just a private contract between two people. Skeezy, okay. But, you know, illegal, no. Um, and there was already a federal like an fec investigation into this and they decided not to bring charges and you know maybe you can say well they didn't want to charge a sitting president and maybe that's true but people get election finance charges all the time like aoc was aoc i think was paying her fella i think i know um oh what's her face out of minnesota um She's the Muslim member of the squad. She wears... Oh, shoot. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, her name just flew out of my head. But uh, but she did... She had the same thing where she was... I think she was married or something. But she started like dating one of her campaign people. Or maybe married him. I don't know. But you know, she, he got very high, highly paid. And it's like, huh, I'm just out of campaign money. And people have done it with siblings. And they... You know, even the Trump presidential election... I remember people were getting mad. I forget if it was election one or two. I think it was two. Uh, but his kids ran like a, a branch or they ran, I don't know. 
you could basically hide the money by saying like this is being paid to the re-elect Trump company to hold the events or whatever. Then after that, it's like, well, that's a company that doesn't have the same disclosure requirements as if the campaign wrote a check to each person involved, you know? And so people are like, oh, that's kind of cloudy, but these people... I started realizing, like when I ran for office, um, why these people cheat so much with like campaign money, why they get the $800 haircuts, spend all the money on getting new clothes, um, all, just all the stuff they do. People are like, what are you doing? And it's because they have to hustle donations from business people. Okay? And so say that you are, let's just say you're Jeff Bezos. Okay? And you got Amazon, right? Well, part of your compensation package might be being provided with a car. You know? And maybe it's not considered, maybe, let's not do Bezos. But, you know, say you got to go out and hit hit up customers. You know, you got to get sales. You're a sales guy. So it would make sense for a company car. You know, oh, you got a company car. Um, some people might, um, you know, I don't know. And so then they got the company car, oil changes, all this stuff that's kind of, you know, free because it goes through the company. Um, there could be. Otherwise, you know, people write off, you know, arguably personal expenses sometimes through a company. And I think the millionaire class uh, and billionaire class has probably gotten very good at that, you know. Where it's like, oh, we'll take a loan here, do this, do this, boom. It's all technically legal and technically not taxable income. Um, politicians can't do that because they don't do anything, you know. Their whole job is getting elected and... So they can't, like, get a company car. They, You know, if they want a $400 haircut, they're supposed to pay for that with their money. Um, but during campaigns, suddenly, you as the candidate becomes the product, and you can really make certain things make sense, you know? Um, I kind of was coming at it from a different way, where I was just like, I don't have that much money. Like, now the problem is, like... If I wanted to just buy this thing with my money, then I have to like write it as a donation to my campaign or a loan or whatever. But it's like the rules make it harder to spend your own money. And I mean, let alone spend like company money or something like that, uh, which I get that part. But like it's harder to spend your own money on your campaign than it is to spend your campaign money on yourself, you know? Wow. Um, but, uh, why did I get on that rant? <laughs> oh, but okay. But so, you know, these people, they cheat all the time. They, they do all these campaign, campaign, campaign finance violations all the time. And it's like, uh, you know, it's a slap on the wrist. It's a pay $5,000 out of your campaign. Uh, but it's like pay $5,000 and don't you do it again. You know, <laughs> like Hillary Clinton, when she was going against Trump, you know, they found out that she paid for, um, you know, Russian collusion investigation and stuff. The was it Crossfire or something? Anyway, the, this whole document that ended up leading to investigations and doing all this kind of crud. Like, it was like, oh, ends up that wasn't something they just acquired. It's something that they produced. You know, and they paid this much money to do it, and you can't do that. And it's like, okay, well, what do we do about that? It's like, pay a little money. It's a misdemeanor. It's like, okay, so I mean, that's the standard. You know, I mean, if if it's a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor, you know, you can't turn it into a murder charge. Um, but it seems like everyone's so desperate to get Trump 
like in handcuffs or something, that they're willing to just kind of just dive past all this. And he's almost welcoming it, though. Well, yeah, it's going to be great for him. I mean, he has to know that. <laughs> right. Like, like, this is one of the best things. Because that's the other side of it is the politics, right? So you got the get Trump, you know, and everyone's like, get Trump. Like, I mean, just salivating. People in the press have been saying, you know, they haven't been asking, can we legally do this? Like, are these charges, is there even going to be a trial? Like, will this stick or is this just for show, you know? They're not even asking that. They're just like, what do you think it's going to be like when Trump gets arrested? Like, are they going to show him in handcuffs? Or, you know, they're going to uh, make him do that water walk down the thing, looking all sad. And his hair is probably drooping, maybe. Maybe he didn't have time to spray it. And it's like, oh, oh that's what your hair looks like normal. You know, people are just salivating over, like, the arrest. <laughs> but, like, but no one's asking, like, why are we even doing this? Or, <laughs> like, some people are, thankfully, mentioning how much this is going to help. Um, I saw that Chris Rock was at, um, Adam Sandler got the Mark Twain Award for humor. And so Chris Rock was there to, to talk. And he said something, he's like, he's like, you people are about to arrest Donald Trump. Don't you know that's going to make him more popular than ever? He's like, it's like arresting Tupac. He's just going to sell more records. <laughs> and it's like, that's... 100% correct. 100% correct. Um, but yeah, so the Trump people are playing it up, and I think they're making good hay out of it. Um, but the, I always wonder... So, you know, my thought is a lot of these Democrats still see Trump as the weakest candidate to go against, you know? Um, you know, they beat him with a corpse last time, and they got a corpse again. So, like... You know, Trump drives out not just the pro-vote, but the anti-vote in huge numbers. Um, so I think they really do want him as the candidate. I think the press is aware that this helps his odds, I think. Um, definitely all the elected Democrats are aware. And I think they, they think it's best odds, or the best path forward is to, you know, stack Trump on one side. Uh, I don't think Democrat voters maybe are as crazy about it, because, you know, the last time they did that, they got Trump as a president. And they didn't seem too happy about Trump as a president. But a lot of that was from the press going, like, let's get this buffoon to be the nominee, and we'll just just wipe him out, you know? And, of course, that didn't happen, because Hillary's horrible. Um, but they're going to roll those dice again, you know? Um, now, let me see. Is this what I want to get I picture to? this cauldron in, like... The left is is pushing ingredients in, and Trump's like, oh, let me get my spoon and throw my own ingredients in. <laughs> right. And he's just over there stirring it. Where's my Trump water? This needs more Trump water. <laughs> I mean, he, he has shown time and time again that if when, when the press comes after him, he is able to flip that in his own, to his own advantage. Uh, I mean, he's done it over and over again. It's how, like, it's one of the problems with, uh, the, his second attempt, you know, him versus Biden, like, he, he, I don't know, he did that whole campaign really weird. Like, he, he could have been like, look at all this great stuff I did, and uh, then waited to get attacked and do the counterpunch thing and all that. Uh, but he kind of just, I don't know, he bumbled around the whole damn thing. 
Um, even the debates, like that first one when everyone's like, let's see if Joe Biden's even capable of speaking. And instead of letting him not be capable of speaking, he's like, I want to interrupt this guy constantly. Just look like a bully picking on an elderly man. Yep. And that's when everyone's like, we're so tired of this type. We don't want a bully. We just want some serenity now. That's what we want. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Trump stirs that pot like nobody else. Um, okay. There was. So in addition to like the barricades... Um, the DA, whose name is Alvin Bragg, he sent an email. You can switch over if you want. Um, oh, cookies. Oh, it's CNN. I don't even have a way to do this. All right, well, screw it. Um, hey, wait, wait. Undo that. How do we do that? Be quiet. Where is he talking? Don't you talk. All right. Um... Basically, just in addition to like barricades being set up, uh, the DA, whose name's Alvin Bragg, um, he uh, he sent out an internal email to everybody um, uh, to ensure that any specific or credible threats against the office will be fully investigated, and that the proper safeguards are in place so that all uh, one thousand six hundred of us. Uh, have a secure work environment. So he sent out this email that didn't mention Trump at all. That was just like, we will not be bullied. We'll not be intimidated. We will maintain, you know, we enforce the law fairly and wonderfully. And we're going to keep doing that in spite of what any, whatever happens. And even if there's violence and all this, it's like, it's like, okay, like, they're pursuing an arrest, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Um so one way that uh, the Trump team has been um, kind of smart, hold on one second, on, uh, on this, is trying to, is making political hay, because, you know, he's got a primary to win. Um, really, I mean, these are, there are other people that are in and that are going to get in, probably. Um, they don't really stand a chance. You know, I think Nikki Haley is running to hopefully be the VP to DeSantis, and I think, um, what's his name, Bhattacharya, he's like a business guy. He's a, he's pretty savvy when it comes to business stuff. He used to cons- say he was a libertarian, but now nah, he says he's a Republican. But I started thinking, I'm like, I wonder if he's running to be Trump's VP, because they're friends. And like he doesn't really go after Trump negatively. Um, and he's like a business guy, a successful finance guy. And um, he's of, I think, Indian descent. Um, so, you know, it makes the ticket less white bread, you know. Um but uh, but they want all the Republicans to respond. You know, they're just like, all right, well, how come? What, the big one. So DeSantis is obviously the big one. Even though he hasn't thrown his hat in, that's obviously the person that Trump's like the most insecure about, you know, just based on him always wiling out about it. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I'll do this first. But So finally, you know, someone asked DeSantis about the possible indictment because, um, you know, I guess, as the governor, they would have to extradite the criminal and all that, or take part in. So someone uh, asked DeSantis, and we might take a couple breaks in this clip, but um, here's what DeSantis says. Alright, that one's working. So, I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this, the, the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so 
he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponized their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense Real quick, of the, the, uh, the Soros thing, safety. you know, so Soros, big billionaire, big progressive. So he came out and he's like, it is not true that I finance these guys. It's like, look, I gave, I forget what it was, a million dollars to the blah, blah, blah group, you know, because they were raising money for Alvin Bragg. And so I gave a million dollars to them in support of Alvin Bragg. And then they gave a million dollars to Alvin Bragg. <laughs> I did not find it. I don't even know the guy. I didn't support him. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, fair, I guess. <laughs> he has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time yeah. for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. I didn't notice that. that part earlier, the, all the press laughing about that. Because I think, I think that's uh, DeSantis's you know, subtle little jab. Like, I can't speak to paying hush money to a porn star. Um, and let, I think that's going to... Biden with the butt. But what were you saying before that about downgrading felonies to misdemeanors? So, you know, the status quo has been like even violent crimes and stuff. Just downgrade it. You know, let's minimize who goes to jail. And then with this situation, though, they're trying to somehow upgrade a misdemeanor into, you know, federal jail. All right. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. I also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these Soros-funded prosecutors, Yes, they may do a high-profile, politicized mm. prosecution, uh, and that's bad. But the real victims are ordinary New Yorkers, ordinary Americans in all these different jurisdictions, that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda that these okay. Soros DAs bring to yeah, their jobs. Anyway, probably they, about to say more. But uh, I, I think what's smart about this from the DeSantis point of view is he's mainly leaning on, you know, anti-Soros, who's, you know, big. I mean, he is a giant financier, and he does get rich by sinking the value of currencies for countries. So not necessarily a great guy. As a kid, he uh, survived. You know how he survived the Holocaust? No. He, uh, he helped the Nazis find the, the Jews because he was, uh, I think... I think he might have already been on his own, though, like he was a kid. I think maybe his parents were already gone. But, like, he was a you know, young Jewish boy in Nazi Germany. Uh, but he did say, like, basically that he's got no regrets about it. Which is, like, it's one thing surviving, like, you know, especially if your parents are dead. And you got, you're surrounded by Nazis. It's like, well, you, you know. Do what you have to do. Yeah, it's survival, man. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, you know, it's hard to judge anyone too harshly for that as a as a yeah, it's a Jewish boy surrounded by Nazis. Um, but you'd think maybe later on in life when you can reflect, you could say, 
Like, you know, it was the only way I can survive, but, you know, I, I feel bad about it. You know, like, I do know that I sent lots of people to die, you know, and I know I only did it to survive, so I know, like, I don't feel that I'm evil, but, like, it weighs on me, you know? No, that's not what he said. He's like, oh, that's fine. But anyway, so I think, you know, spending some time attacking Soros is a wise way to, like, and, um, blue state justice systems, you know, as a way to kind of go on the attack of, you know, Democrats are doing stuff bad, look at how these cities are going to hell, you know, implied if I was president, maybe we could do something about it. Um, but like focusing on the, the bigger issues instead of just, and you know, he got his porn star digs in there at Trump, but he's, I think he's, I think the dance is pretty good so far. Here, I'll let him keep going. Ignore crime and they empower criminals, and that hurts people. Hurts a lot of people every single day. The Soros district attorneys are a menace to society, and I'm just glad that I'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office. During oh, example. And in terms of um, our, 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 we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA. And that okay? also... He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues i got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Just real quick, I'll let him wrap up over that. But the... Uh... I just forgot what he said. So I got to let him talk a little bit longer. <laughs> but no, the, uh, you know, once again, going into the the circus aspect of it, um, you know, it, it is like the like weaponizing the legal system, all of that, and that making making that a political spectacle. Um, I just realized it's going to be a lot harder to put in the audio this way now I've been jumping in. Anyway, uh, but making that political spectacle, you know, it does show like, hey, corrupt politicians this way we don't participate with these corrupt politicians that are doing just political theater um so he gets to communicate that but i mean what else describes the trump years of presidency but a circus it was a constant chaotic circus and it's the one of the reasons uh he didn't get elected is people were so tired of it and, and granted a lot of the circus was created by you know the media getting to the media made lots of claims that ended up not being so uh, but Trump's White House had tons of leaks that would create some of these things. And, you know, Trump likes chaos. You know, he, he likes operating in sort of a chaotic environment. So he might have even been, like, for, you know, some of these leaks that, you know, he hated. I don't know. But I know there was a lot of exhaustion for, like, the Trump years of, like, everything's the end of the world. Like, does it have to be the end of the world every day? And, like, you know, granted right now, we have uh, all, we've got issues with the dollar. We've got, you know, they're raising interest rates again. I'm sure they're going to print some more money to help with that. You know, we've got banks collapsing here and there. Uh, you know, it feels like it could be more like the end of the world. Uh, but people just don't talk about it as much. It just feels calmer because the old man is dead. And, you know, he just comes out. And then everything's fine. Yeah, let's see if there's anything else he's got to say here. I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, I can't spend my time 
worrying about things of that nature. So we're not going to be involved in it in any way. I'm fighting for Floridians, and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day. Yeah, and I think that's pretty strong ending, fighting against Biden every single day. Like, um, you know, still not running for president, but, you know, going out there and just like, you know, the state, we've got to do this, and I fight against Biden in the state. Um, the thing about central uh, central bank digital currency, CBDC, um, that is the end of the world. If If we get a CBDC, like, that's, they can... They can literally control every single purchase and every dollar because you won't have a physical dollar anymore. They just won't exist. And so they'll be able to say, you know, you've bought enough meat this month that I don't think you're really considering your environmental impact. Now your money doesn't buy meat. Or um, let's say a Christian conservative president gets in. That's why Democrats should be concerned too. Christian conservative regime, they go, oh, you know what? Dollars can't be spent on abortions. We're not saying you can't have an abortion. You just can't use U.S. currency on abortions. Um, you know, like there's there's things like this, or, or you know, guns. Uh, yeah, you can't spend. Uh, yeah, you can't spend money on guns. You can't spend money on drag shows. You can't spend money. Or if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy a, a big old truck, you know, that's not environmental friendly. So maybe instead of your dollar being worth a dollar, maybe towards the gas closing thing, it's worth 75 cents. So you just need that many more dollars to get it. So it's, it's a penalty, you know? Um, but all those are possible. Maybe, oh, we'd never do that. We'd never do that. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, the government's always treated its people nicely. You know, <laughs> one has anything ever gone wrong at the hands of one's own government. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's, so that, you know, when you listen to it, the reason I played that whole long clip is when you listen to it in total, like, yeah, he got that little thing in there about like, I don't know what it's like to do hush money payments to porn actresses or porn stars. And then you got a little second thing in there where he mentioned the porn star deal. But in the context, I mean, who did he, who did he talk about the most during that? He just talked about supporting Floridians for the most part and then basically taking down anyone who supports the way Soros? Yeah, like it was. Funds. It was like Soros-funded DAs, like brag, not by name, but like yes, George Soros, Soros-funded DAs in general. Like he spent most of his time going after like basically Democratic district attorneys and sort of this corrupt thing, and saying that um, that he thought it, the whole Trump indictment thing is nonsense and political hit job, and that he's not going to participate. Right, and so you hear that and you think, well. All right, that's not a bad response. You know, who could get mad at that? The answer is Mega. Let's see. DeSantis is very good with PR. I'm impressed. His team, uh, I was reading this thing. I don't have it pulled up. Someday I'm going to get this thing to not bug me so much in my ear. Um, apparently, press has been kind of scrambling, trying to um, get a nice in with the campaign, with the group, you know, the uh, DeSantis team, because... Odds are he's going to be announcing his run for presidency before too long here. And so, you know, you just want someone already kind of embedded, someone you can text or whatever. And the DeSantis team has a very adversarial relationship with the press. They just don't. You know, they'll just say, no. <laughs> and like, I saw this thing the other day. Um, somebody was asking, somebody sent one of the press people a question about, I guess there's a lawsuit challenging one of the laws that has to do with 
trans or LGBT or something like that, one of the Florida laws. And uh, they're looking for comment for their article. And so she replied, uh, we don't comment on ongoing, um, not legislation, on, uh, whatever, ongoing lawsuits, you know, uh, investigations. Uh, also, I've attached a GIF. And so the GIF was a GIF of DeSantis. And it, what did it say? It's like, it's a it's a scam or something like that. It's whatever. But, you know, it, oh, it's a stunt. That's what I said. It's a stunt. <laughs> and so that, that's what they're like. We're not going to tell you. And then here's a gif where it's like, it's a stunt. <laughs> and so they, they'll just like stonewall. Them. And as much as like, you know, I believe in transparency and all that kind of stuff. I, you see where he's coming from when the press has made it clear that they are the Democratic Party. It's difficult for someone in a different party. You know, like I was telling at our uh, Pinellas Libertarian meeting. Somebody was talking about, you know, thinking about running for some sort of county seat, you know. And uh, so he's like, oh, you know, you won't get any good press. I know that. I was like, well, if you're only running against a Republican, you probably will get good press. Because, like, that's when libertarians get the most love when the press thinks we're peeling votes away from Republicans. And suddenly they'll do Newsweek or, or what have you. Um, so, like, in Georgia with Herschel Walker. In that race, um, Chase Oliver um, was going. He, he did a great job. He um, good debates and all that kind of stuff. But it was such a tight race. And Chase Oliver, I forget how many points he was getting. You know, nothing huge, but uh, because it was essentially fifty-fifty with Herschel Walker and uh, and Warnock, you know, suddenly like, look, this is the the young libertarian that's really doing things in this race. You know, so they wrote an article. I think the headline was uh, what was it? gay and armed or something like that but you know it showed like the gatston flag that had the rainbow because th- chase is gay and uh but they had this whole like glowing right up on them and then like in a national thing it's like of course when we if we take points away from that team press loves us but anyway so all that to say it's understandable why you know they're just gonna say bad things about you um, and like Trump was the, di- was different, you know, every time he walked to a, to a car, to a plane, the press would stand there, he'd chat him up for like 45 minutes. Uh, he'd say wild stuff. Some of it didn't shake out to be true. And like, but he gave them more access than like any president I've ever seen. Cause he would just stop and talk to him like over and over and over again. He loves being on camera. He loves talking, you know? Um, well, well, speaking of, speaking of that, so with DeSantis, none of that seemed too crazy. It seemed like a pretty level-headed, not anti-Trump, and he didn't make too much hay, right? Well, Newsweek. Yeah, it actually worked. MAGA rages against DeSantis' remarks on possible Trump arrest. Weasel. Boy, yeah, just weasel like that. <laughs> All right, former President Donald Trump's closest supporters are raging against his likely 2024 rival, Ron DeSantis, after the Florida governor broke his silence to deliver what they believe to be a milk-toast remarks ahead of Trump's likely indictment by the Manhattan District Attorney later this week. Speaking of news conference, he then accused prosecutor Alvin Bragg of being backed by liberal megadonor George Soros, a Jewish man. See, they throw that in there because if you insult him, it's anti-Semitic. Seriously, like this, seriously. Crazy. No, every if you go after George Soros, oh, it's because he's Jewish. It's like no, it's because all the things he's doing. <laughs> like yeah, I thought so, Hitler. 
Uh, he's become a catch-all dog whistle against the Democratic donor class with the American right because they hate the Jews. <laughs> All right. But while DeSantis bashed Bragg for his decision to weaponize his office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule, blah, 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 he declined to commit to supporting Trump or assisting in his extradition to New York, saying he was not interested in being involved in a manufactured political circus. I've got real issues to deal with, he told reporters. All right, let's see what some Trump people said here. DeSantis is the Trojan horse we thought he was. Uh, Mike Lindell from My Pillow added, I just want to put out there how disgusting he is. <laughs> You're better than this, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon said of DeSantis on his War Room podcast. That was a weasel approach. That's where the weasel came from. Uh, Bannon. So DeSantis thinks that Dems weaponizing law to indict President Trump as a manufactured circus isn't a real issue, Donald Trump Jr. wrote. Uh, pure weakness. Now we know why he was silent all weekend. He's totally owned by Karl Rove, Paul Ryan, and his billionaire donors. 100% controlled opposition. Let's see if there, oh, there is more. And, oh, space laser. Issues that matter. Weaponi- weaponization of our government against the political opponents. So everybody's... Oh, what does McCarthy say? Doesn't matter if it's President Trump or Democrat. Our justice system should not be used to... Okay, well, that doesn't say anything. Um, so anyway... MAGA's freaking out, but in part, it's, um, like, I know Donald Trump Jr. took part in putting a video out that had, uh, it wasn't the full three minutes, you know, they'd have 30 seconds and it'd be edited, and so it's like, oh, I'm not, it made, the clip seemed to imply that DeSantis was saying that Trump manufactured the circus, uh, the selective edit, and, you know, of course, you gotta throw the porn star comment in there, too. But, you know, so it makes DeSantis look like he's like, I don't know anything about paying off porn stars. I might get involved in this manufactured circus, you know. And people are like, that job. And, you know, even this, like, this doesn't matter. It's like he just railed against it for a while, but he's the governor of Florida. What's he supposed to do about the New York district attorney? And, like, it's not like if, so Trump gets indicted, let's say, on whatever day. Um... He gets indicted, and they go, okay, we're going to extradite you to New York. Um, DeSantis can't say no. Right. Like, that's not how it works. Like, there's there are actual rules in place, and, like, the only way he can say no is if the paperwork, like, misspells his name, or if they say, we need to extradite Donald Trump uh, because Mike Lindell uh, robbed a bank. You know? And they go, well, that's not the same guy. You know, and then you go, no, you can't do it. But it's just pr- like that was those. That's pretty much it. Those are like the limits. You know, like other than that, if you do a crime in another state, and you go back to your home state, that state's obligated to hand you over unless there's something. You know, I think there theoretically could be something else, but it, it's a lot of it. I mean, it has to be like wrongfully accused, basically. You know, and it's like, oh, that's a different Charlie Friedlander. You just you mix it up. They have a different middle initial. You know. Um. So yeah, MAGA's all freaked out, and they're trying to really take advantage of it. But they're coming off a little crazy. No. <laughs> all right. And so so the week goes on, you know. So Trump campaign has to has to try and make this, for some reason, instead of making it a uh, Soros issue or a Democrat issue, uh, he, made, he wants it to be a DeSantis issue. I mean, for obvious reasons, he's got a campaign. Um, 
But he didn't get arrested on Tuesday. And then, you know, grand jury met, I think, on Wednesday. Didn't get arrested then. So it goes on. Um, so then Trump took to... Uh, I can pull this off of Insider. Uh, let's see if we got... Hey, all right. Look, Chris Rock's over there. Um, oh, he's about to get slapped. Bah! That's hard every time. I haven't seen it. Anyway. Um, what kind of person can charge another person, in this case, a former president of the United States, who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate, by far, for the Republican nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed, and also that potential death and destruction and such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country. Why and who would do such a thing? Only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA. <laughs> so Trump did not turn the temperature down. <laughs> he, uh, he went from, you know, protest, take the country back, and people were like, that seems coded, that seems January 6th to being like, if I get arrested, there will be death and destruction. Bleed at. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's how things have been progressing. Um, what do you think about his latest truth? Um, what well, was interesting, I was just noting the the capitalization in, in right. those comments. Crime was capitalized. I know, but not all the words this time. Right. <laughs> it was really it was just... Yes, interesting. <laughs> he always, like, he has a weird way with, there's not often misspellings, but when it comes to, like, punctuation and capitalization, he is all over the place with it. I don't... Maybe, you know, he, I wonder if he does it to um, connect, to, to show his followers, his supporters, that it's him and not somebody else doing his <laughs> tweets. I mean, clearly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's fine. That, that could be. I, I think he might just be incapable. I think that's just... I don't know. He's just like, I feel like this right now. I mean, with his thumbs, though. But, like... <laughs> Smashing his face wide. <laughs> I think it's just anytime he feels like, you know, he's raising his voice, like, capital letters now. Um, all right, so... I probably shouldn't have scrolled. So that went on... And then, oh, this is what I want. Okay, so then we get towards the end of the week here. And they're saying, all right, well, Trump's not going to get, uh, yeah, you can do it. Trump's not going to be picked up um, this week. Because uh, part of it is, okay, so one source told Daily Mail they're having trouble convincing the jury to swallow the case. It's a weak case and has caused division at the DA's office. Um, but bombshell new documents obtained by the dailymail.com show that trump's former attorney michael cohen claimed in a 2018 letter that he was not reimbursed by his client or his business for the hush money payments to daniels so michael cohen the star witness against trump who has been con uh, convicted of lying under oath for perjury um so he's a convicted liar and the star witness that trump did something wrong and in sub, he wrote a letter in 2018 uh, when there was an inquiry from the FEC. And he said, I wasn't paid back by Trump. I wasn't paid back by Trump Incorporated. Never happened. I used my own money. Got it handled. And uh, I think he took out a line, a personal line on his house or something. Um, but now it's like, well, is he telling the truth then or now? Also, the perjury thing makes it a little challenging. So, like, that, 
they kind of went into the weekend with that, where it's like, he's not going to get charged. We're going to meet again on Monday. And uh, so this thing is just going to go on. It's just going to go on. Um, all right. You got any other thoughts on a little, uh, all this Trump crap? I mean, I don't know if they're playing the long game on this, and then Trump's going to come back and, and say, See? It wasn't me in the first place. Yeah. You know, there's no connection to me, except I know the guy who paid her. Yeah, it was <laughs> my lawyer that I fired. You know, he said, oh, he's a horrible lawyer. He, you know, he went off on him before, but, um, you know, he denies, he, he, he denies sleeping with her. I mean, which I don't believe that at all. You know, um, I'm sure he bragged about it a lot before he kind of got in trouble about trouble with it. Um. Yeah, uh, he. I think it's gonna keep going. But even Van Jones. So Van Jones was part of the Obama administration. Now he works with CNN. Like Van Jones got run out of office for being like a, uh, I think an open socialist or something. It was when Obama back when socialist was a bad word. Obama was like, I don't. I'm not a socialist. It's like we got a bunch of socialists filling all these spots. You know, socialist activists. And uh, but anyway, so he kind of got booted out and. Kind of wash through a cleaning cycle where he's, he's good again, you know. Uh, but somehow he's become one of the more level-headed people, like, on CNN. Like, he, uh, he was saying, basically, like, this is stupid. Like, this is going to ruin everything. Like, if people... It makes it seem like there's a conspiracy to get Donald Trump. He's like, it seems, makes it seem like there's a left-wing conspiracy. He's like, if this is a real effort, you'd be in Georgia about his, uh, you know, find me the votes. You know, find me the votes. He's like, you'd be in Georgia about that. You'd be January 6th. You'd be... And so, you know, whatever about the merits of those arguments. But he's right. And that's like, you're using a, a six-year-old accounting misdemeanor about a 17-year-old uh, non-disclosure agreement. Like, it's just... Or maybe not agreement, but the agreement would be six years old, but the, the actual act, I guess, was 17 years old. Anyway, but it's like, it's one of these... Seems like a reach. It seems like a reach, and I think it seems like a reach to everybody. And people are excited about maybe seeing him arrested. But beyond that, um, all right. I know we don't have too much time, so maybe we'll we'll just touch on this, and then um, I'll just touch on this, and maybe go into it more next week. But speaking of our best and our brightest, um, not just one president can be in trouble, but they all can be. Hunter Biden used FBI mole named One Eye to tip him off to China probes. So this has come out. So Hunter Biden had an FBI mole named One Eye who tipped off his oh, this New York Post off his Chinese business partners that they were under investigation, according to an Israeli energy expert arrested in Cyprus last month on gun running charges. The House Oversight Committee is investigating the explosive claims by Dr. Gao Luft, a former Israel Defense Forces lieutenant colonel with deep intelligence ties in Washington and Beijing, who says he was arrested to stop him from revealing what he knows about the Biden family and FBI corruption. Details he told the Department of Justice in 2019, which he said they ignored. Luft, 56, first made the claims on February 18th on Twitter, after being detained at a Cyprus airport as he prepared to board a plane to Israel. He said, I've been arrested in Cyprus on politically motivated extradition requests by the U.S. The U.S. is claiming I'm an arms dealer. It'd be, it would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden. And then I think he said, that's, there he is. He doesn't look like an arms dealer to me. 
Great cover if he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think he even ended up like, shall I name names? Um, so he remains in jail waiting extradition to the U.S. over he says it's trumped up charges on arms trafficking to China. Uh, whatever. Okay, so through his American lawyer, he said that four years ago he tried to inform the DOJ that Chinese state-controlled energy company, CEFC, uh, paid $100,000 a month to President Biden's son, Hunter, and $65,000 to Joe's brother, Jim, in exchange for their FBI connections and use of the Biden name to promote China's Belt and Road Initiative. Which the Belt and Road Initiative is basically China's kind of like take over the world plan? I mean, essentially. Essentially. Um, Left learned about the scheme through his own relationship with Hunter's Chinese business partner, Patrick Ho and Yi Zhangming, the chairman of CEFC. <clears throat> Look at all these pretty people. Hunter's looking rough. All right. From 2015 to 2018, Left organized... Uh, international energy conferences in partnership with Ho's think tank, the nonprofit uh, China Energy Fund Committee, a front organization for Yi's CEFC. So they're basically a nonprofit in front of the, the power company. The power company is clearly run and controlled by China. And so this is just a nonprofit, but it's the same people. Um, excuse me. Yi, yay. Um, confided to Luff that Hunter had an informant in the FBI or formerly of the Bureau, extremely well-placed, who they paid lots of money to to provide sealed law enforcement information. The FBI mole was called One Eye. <laughs> I hope the guy's got an eye patch. <laughs> One Eye told Yee that the Southern District of New York was investigating him and or Ho in late 2017, and that an, an Asian, an African, and a Jewish guy... Walk into a bar. No, uh, we're named a sealed indictment. <laughs> I, I mean, who says things? <laughs> well, there's an Asian, African, and Jewish guy. It's like, why not just say the names? Um, soon after that tip-off, Yi ordered Hunter, uh, offered Hunter one million dollars to be his private counsel, and flew to China, leaving his wife, daughter, son, mother, and nanny in his fifty million dollar penthouse at fifteen Central Park West. He was detained in Shanghai three months later and disappeared. So that's that guy that, like, disappeared, one of his previous associates. Apparently, part of that million dollars to be private counsel was for access to this corrupt FBI guy that was feeding the Biden family. Uh, Before he left New York, he told Ho that the coast was clear for him to come back to the U.S., on November 18, 2017, Ho flew to JFK Airport where he was arrested by the FBI on bribery and money laundering charges. Ho was the patsy, the fall guy, uh, says Hanuk. <coughs> Excuse me. So he was convicted without calling a single witness. So yeah, he went to, he's sitting there about to go to U.S. jail. He doesn't call one witness in his favor. Just goes, all right, I'm going to jail. Uh, prosecutors place the spotlight on that. Da, da, da. So, let's see. Hunter has paid the million dollars to represent Ho, which entailed contacting FBI sources on Ho's behalf and engaging another attorney to do the legal work. That makes sense. CFC paid a further $4.9 million to Hunter and Jim Biden in monthly installments for 14 months from August 17th, 
the go- government records show. You are frozen. Am I? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, me. Per- oh, my video. Hmm. There you go. Oh, I'm back. Let's see. Oh, me lost cookie abilities, I think. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. All right, well, basically, so 4.9 million bucks. 4.9 million bucks between brother and son Biden uh, over 14 months while dude's in jail, while they're hollering at the FBI and stuff. Um, House Oversight Committee released bank statements last week showing an additional 1065000 was funneled from a Chinese company affiliated with CFC to Hunter, Jim, and Hallie Biden, Hunter's former lover and widow of his late brother, Bo. These payments were made in increments over three months through Biden's associate, Rob Walker. So, you know, there's another million. So we got 14.9. We got another mill there. There's another mill earlier. Going to all the Bidens. I think one of these payments, there's a... It's like, oh, that, that's Hallie Biden. That's Hunter Biden. That's Jim Biden. This one's just labeled Biden. We don't know which Biden that is. It just is labeled hmm. Biden. Hmm. Could be anybody. Anyway. Um, Luft claims... He contacted the DOJ after Ho was jailed and federal investigators flew to Brussels to interview him for more than 18 hours. But he never heard from him again. Also, four weeks later, Joe announced he was running for president. The DOJ had this information in March 2019 and did nothing. Um, Congress has the bank records already, but doesn't know the reason for the payments, the information, the whistleblower, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, basically, this cat... This cat, uh, you know, he's got connections in China and all over. And he said that basically part of the deal, well, uh, part of the deal for Hunter was that he would use the FBI for the people that worked for China. I mean, they worked for the power company, but they they worked for China. And it's like, we'll make sure you stay out of trouble. Like, we'll, we'll stay ahead of the charges. We'll get you out of the country when you need it. You know, you pay me. I pay my FBI informant. And uh, he does whatever he does, and, you know, it's all good. And they're paying the whole Biden family, which is weird, because I get Hunter's the, the counsel. Okay, and I guess Jim maybe has a FBI friend, too, because it's Hunter and Jim's connection. And then now Hallie's getting paid. What does she bring to the table? Because <laughs> she's the widow, and, you know, she got with both the... The Biden bros there, but, uh, you know, then it's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Like, it seems more and more that perhaps this Biden family uh, doesn't keep things on the up and up. And uh, we don't really have time for this last one, I don't think. Where are we at? We are at 58. Okay, yeah. But basically, um, there's more coming out about Joe's time uh, as VP uh, with Ukraine. And that, you know, Hunter, um, you know, before it was just, oh, Hunter's a private citizen and all this kind of stuff. Like, he does business and I don't get involved, obviously. But now it looks like all the messaging about Hunter working for Burisma, uh, it all got approved through Biden's office. And, like, there's basically freedom of information emails from, like, the an assistant or something. It's like... VP signs off on this message. And then, like, someone corrected all the typos that Biden had in his message, all the misspellings. And so sent that back, and the VP gives a thumbs up. So it's just like, you know, Biden's been involved in this mess the whole time. Um, the 
we spent we sent eight billion dollars or something like that to Ukraine for aid back when it was Obama Biden. All that money went to Privat Bank, which is like the Bank of America type thing. But Privat Bank, um, and then it just kind of went away. Like it went out to I think Cyprus or something like that, and then from Cyprus it was just never seen again. And so that was Ukraine. Who knows who has that money? I don't know. But, you know, the guy that runs that bank, that he also was one of the guys that started Burisma, uh, which is interesting enough. Uh, but, you know, that was all around that time when Biden said to fire the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma and Hunter Biden's ties to Burisma, which is fine. So. This we, is fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> we have... We have a justice system that's going after a former president um, for, yeah, for being slimy uh, with his personal life and then trying to cover it up. Um, and, of course, he's pretending to be just an innocent flower during this whole thing as opposed to the guy that actually got it on with this lady and covered it up. Um, and then you got our current guy who seems more and more corrupt by the day and who's getting paid big money from China and using Ukraine sort of some sort of funds washing because money goes in but seems to come back out to the Biden family and it just seems like right now there's things going on with our country with both China and Ukraine where we probably need somebody who's not getting paid by those countries to make <laughs> our decisions. You know, it's not like we're sending more money to Ukraine every day or anything no. like that. <laughs> Man, I got All right, we'll wrap up my... Here's my conspiracy theory for the future uh, with Ukraine, right? Okay, so who... What's the name of the p- battalion that's, like, the big heroes for Ukraine right now? Okay. Azov Battalion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, they've been, you know, maligned. Like, no, 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 they're good. Fierce fighters. Fiercest fighters. And so they've been kind of uh, growing in, in cred, you know? And, like, people are like, just ignore that Nazi stuff, you know? I mean, yes, they wear Nazi insignia, and they do the little Hail Hitler thing. Um, but ignore all that. They're fighting for Ukraine. And so, as a globe, everyone's like, fine, you know? And uh, Putin's like, I told you there's Nazis. Um, so here's my, this is what I think is going to happen, right? We stay in this war until it's over, you know, it'll end somehow. Um, and then we'll spend lots of money fixing up Ukraine, making it all pretty, um, you know, and we'll kind of, we'll be their keeper, you know, the way Putin used to be. Um, life gets back to normal, right? So now you're a member of the Azov Battalion. You're a national hero. So maybe you want to be a, a mayor, governor, what I don't know all their positions over there, but you know, regional or national politicians. And you're running your proud defending Ukraine record. Some people get elected, some people don't. But perhaps a member, a party of parliament is essentially the Azov party, right? Okay, so these guys get elected, national heroes and all that. The Azov party grows. Next thing you know, it's just like, is is Ukraine a Nazi country now? <laughs> and so suddenly we'll find ourselves, I don't know, 30 years from now, and we'll be talking about whether we should go to war 
to take out the Nazi-minded Ukrainian nation. That's my big conspiracy. Like, that's my big... That we funded. Yeah. I mean, we did it all. <laughs> we did it all. And so that, that's... So you, you're starting with that nugget. Like, <laughs> when we fund somebody, we fight them later. You it know? always happens. It's over and over again. Yeah, it always happens. So finally that's like, well, why would we fight Ukraine? And it's like, they could become a Nazi state. <laughs> Like, it's not an un- unreasonable path, right? Like, that all makes sense that it could happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we can look forward to that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I got to go shower, do a baby shower and all sorts of stuff. Um, so, that'll end it for this week. Uh, please like and subscribe and do the notifications. We're on all the things. Go to loadedtalk.com. Of course, the easiest way. Um, yeah, you can... Well, I don't even know what to hit us up on. I was going to say the Twitters and stuff. I can't remember what we have. Everything. We have everything. Find it. <laughs> it's on Loaded Talk. All right, Charlie, what do you got? Goodbye, Planet Earth. No, uh, just temporarily. I haven't worked on my, my closing yet. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not our closing pitcher, I guess. <laughs> All right, I guess that'll do it. Bye, everybody.